0: Welcome everyone to episode three of the Carolina Bleeds podcast. I'm Coley. Uh, I'm Mason, and this is a special episode. We have our very first official scheduled out guest. I want to welcome Mr. Wade Bowers from the Black River Rebels. Hello. What's up? What's up? <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, they just I don't know what it's
2: starting y'all out. just released an album like what <laughs> yeah. like two weeks uh, ago? Yeah, actually, it's
1: this, this past week, right? weekend, I believe. Yeah, Devil May Try. It's fucking rad. I was listening to it when I was driving to Columbia Thank the you. other day. Like it's it's really yeah. Fucking uh, cool. We
2: put a lot into this one. It's a concept yeah, album. Yeah.
1: I wrote this insane
2: story for it, so it's all one story. Uh, it's all over the place, but it all connects at the end and stuff. But
0: hell yeah, it's, dude. Shit, let's get right into talking about the album. What was your uh, what was some of your like inspiration for the theme of the album? So the theme is pretty
2: much like H.P. Lovecraft meets Homer kind of writing sc- style. Like so I, I wrote this whole story, um, you know, the Necronomicon's involved and the mm-hmm. devil and there's aliens and there's vampires and witches and, I mean, it's it's all over the place, but it's, you know, it's cohesive. Every song is a part of it. Every song flows from one to the next. Uh, there's some like little studio magic that Robert and I wrote, uh, just little parts, like little yeah, acoustic guitar parts and mm-hmm. stuff and uh, just... It, it was just cool. It was probably the most creative thing I've been a part of, uh, and I'm really proud of the lyrics I put into it. I, I felt it.
0: So, yeah. Some of those interludes are really cool, too. Yeah, the, like the the first one, I can't remember what it's called. but And there's one with, like, a cool piano. I can't yeah, yeah. really remember. It, that's, uh, yeah. that's the God Particle. Re- yeah, yeah, the yeah, very yeah. end. Yeah, that shit's cool.
2: Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of, as fantastical as it is, there's a lot of reality in there and, like, current events and what's going on in the world and a lot of it. It's almost so we wrote the the album was done probably two years ago but when COVID hit we were like well we can't tour this then we Mm -hmm. lost two members of the band and was like well are we going to release it Mm -hmm. and we decided to because we put so much into it and the other two guys were still cool with us releasing it so um, it it's weird to think that we wrote it that long ago and there's a lot of it I'm talking about plagues and disease and stuff and all this and it happened. You know, COVID happened. It was yeah. like, what well, did I predict Did I predict this? <laughs> I that, may have. That's insane
1: that you, like, did you record it like two years ago also? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, so you've uh, just been sitting on it? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Um, How hard is that to have all, this whole album just sitting there on your laptop? It's hard because,
2: like, I can't not share it with friends. So yeah. a lot of our friends got to hear it, and a lot of our hardcore fans heard all the songs because they show up at the shows. We've been playing the, sh- the songs yeah. live for a while. Um but it is so cool to have it finally out there. I feel like the, the birth has been given well, to the baby.
0: I was about to say Backseat Driver and uh, Rosenbridge have been out for a while, too. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And
2: that's the thing is, like, those two are on the album. Yeah. The whole album's been done for as long as those two songs have. And mm. we had music videos done, one of them two or three years ago, Backseat Driver. And then Rosenbridge yeah. was almost a year and a half or two years ago. Yeah, I was about to say that one was more recent. I didn't realize y'all
0: had music videos. I need to check them out. Yeah, They're we got, really like, good, six man. or
2: seven now. Yeah. Um, some of them are really awesome, some of them are funny, uh,
0: some of them are cringy. <laughs> well, that's one of the questions I got. Who, uh, so what's your vision when you all are planning out a music video? Who Do you kind of come up with everything, or do you all get with a director? and?
2: Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Um, since I had this whole concept and all the lyrics written out, I feel like I was a little more on the let's do it this way kind of side. But working with Brando Jones, those guys are just really good at what they do. Everything looks great. You can see the videos yourself on YouTube. Um, they had a lot of creative input and and it was really like none of it a little bit of it was talked about before we went into it but a lot of it was like that day we're like all right well i got this cool idea for this little thing let's do it and there was just a lot of magic that happened in the moment
0: oh yeah so the rose and bridge video is really cool the beginning with with ken
2: yeah <laughs> so
0: we were going for
2: um basically the first part of the album we unleash hell by reading a passage from the necronomicon in a song yeah uh and then so a lot of the stuff happens, there's a lot of time between, there's like us traveling to different dimensions to do different things and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give away too much of the story, even though it's weird and you'll be like, what, what is happening here? Uh, but there's a point where the apocalypse happens, basically, yeah. and when we come back, we're different and uh, we have to do something to save the world, basically. That's cool. so, Yeah.
1: I got a question. So on the song Necronomicon, which is probably my favorite on the album, I, that song's fucking dope. It's very fun. Yeah. Um There's that part at the end with, like, the newscaster, whatever. Is that from something, or did y'all just record that?
2: that? So our engineer, Brandon Hamby at Dead Peasant Studios, uh, I think he found that in the movie. um, uh, What's the movie where they have a fake newscast, and it's like the end of the world and aliens are coming? Oh,
1: is that War of of the Worlds?
2: It might be War of the Worlds. It's one of those. I think he got it from that. Uh, Basically, we just told him, hey, we want. There's aliens coming. That's what Indigo Monster, the next song, is about. Yeah. Uh, so we wanted something that too. involved aliens and that kind of thing. He just found it on his own. We, we dug what he did with it, so we were like, yeah, that's good. W- were the screams in it too, or was that y'all? I believe. Because those were some chilling no, fucking screams not at the end uh, I think that's actually in it, uh, and I agree with you. So. It's, it's very bone-chilling.
0: Yeah, man. So what's uh what y'all's uh, writing process like? How does a how does a rebel song get written? The rebels
2: just... have always been we show up for practice and we write it together and and honestly it's not even like you know it's one person's like I got this riff or yeah. either they're just making it up in that moment and we all just join in and it's a song already. Um, I will start singing something from my phone like I write lyrics constantly, so I've got like hundreds yeah, of things in my phone. So uh, I'll just start singing something over it and it becomes the song and it'll sound like almost like it does. By the time we're done, it's you know it's cohesive and it's yeah. all together. But
0: that's something we're kind of trying to figure out right now because yeah. we're in a band too. It's it's much more in its infancy, developing well, yeah, and whatnot. But in we're trying to figure out songwriting and how to all, you know, put our heads together. Yeah, a lot kind of for of us it's
2: just you know, we get together and we play, and it that's good the thing, songs man. for
0: us.
1: Being
2: <laughs> that's cohesive that's like that
0: helps a lot with that kind of shit.
1: How how long have y'all been playing together?
2: Uh, this is our sixth year. We just hit six years uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually. Yeah. Um, I you know we've been through some changes. I actually am only I'm the only original member left of the band. Uh, however, Robert has been with us uh, just as long as anybody else had that left yeah. the band. Uh, he's been with us three years now. So that's I half didn't the know time.
0: he was he joined. I thought he was an original. Uh, he would have been uh, there
2: in the beginning, but he had some family stuff going on, and like we, we knew we wanted him in the band, but he yeah. had to get clear of everything, and um, gotcha. finally yeah. he was available, and we are just like, come on, brother.
0: Yeah, man. He fits with y'all so well. He's such yeah. a good guitar player. And I love writing with yeah. Robert.
1: Those, does he make come up with a lot of those riffs then? Oh, yeah. yeah those yeah, riffs, are and yeah, I was, was going to say. Uh, say. Uh,
2: now, not all of the ones on there are his. Some of those are J.J.'s riffs. Some of them, like Necronomicon is a J.J. song, Um there's still we we tried to credit everyone in that album. So yeah. this is like the one album we've put out that literally everybody involved had something to do with it. Um, so,
0: well, I was gonna say Robert plays some like vintage ass guitar, man. Some of those riffs he comes up with sound like '80s shit. You know? Yeah, it's, it's fucking badass.
2: Yeah, I I actually think JJ had a little more of the '80s sound. Uh, oh, yeah. Robert's got some weird dynamic stuff that he and I work really well together. He can he can tap into like the feeling of a song. Really well. So if I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I got this idea for a Necronomicon or, you know, some kind of alien thing, he'll do something with his guitar. And it's like, well, okay, that's cool.
0: Yeah. Did he come up with like the the stuff in Indigo Monster? Like the uh, I think I think
2: I that Indigo Monster might have been him and JJ together, but I cannot remember as it's been like I said, since it's been so long. Uh, but yes, the beginning when it's when the uh the like monologue thing's going on mm-hmm. and there's the um, the movie mm-hmm effects or whatever Yeah, Robert's doing something he's got some kind of crazy effect to use on his guitar There's to make all these alien noises Yeah. So, uh, so what are some of y'all's influences yeah, like what do y'all draw from uh, so over the Besides years it's, it's honestly been all over the place I and mean, you can tell horror movies mm-hmm. that's it's not just all me but like you know a lot of my writing is based on horror movies or things that happen to me in dreams uh, a lot of us all are into horror so that was one of the places we all did sort of like meet uh but there are musically over the years, like you know, our old drummer Brad, he was so different in what he listened to. It was like West Coast punk stuff was what he was into. Yeah. I've always been Same. into everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, metal's my main, but uh, I'm literally I listen to every genre just about, and there's there's yep. bands within all of them that I love.
0: Mm-hmm. I was going This is, I remember what I was gonna say. Did Robert come up with like the acoustic parts? I like those acoustic yes. songs. Uh, he and those I, the guy. So
2: we were in the studio, and the other guys went to get breakfast. And uh, on the song Ego, he and I were there by ourselves. And um, oh no, it wasn't Ego, it was Black Pyramid. Mm-hmm. So we wrote that one in the moment that we recorded it. And I was playing um, like a djembe on that. Yeah. So I'm doing the percussion. And there's this metal pole in the studio. And if you hit it with a
0: quarter, it had this ding,
2: you know, sound. Yeah. And I was hitting that every couple of seconds. So you can That's hear that cool. in the song. I love that kind of shit. Yeah, me too. I love using experimenting. Using your your surroundings
0: and sound design and stuff. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, but those, that one. So Ego... Uh, the God Particle and Black Pyramid were all written on the, on spot, the spot. And one day, uh, it was just, we hadn't planned them. They weren't anything we'd, we, we mm-hmm. talked about doing some Segway songs, but it just kind of happened.
0: Cool. Ego is one I, I wrote down as like a little a little um, bullet point I wanted to bring up. Ego. It's got the, what is it, like the bongos and shit. and the acoustic. I like the acoustic guitar on that. It's got a lot of like resonance and yep. That's a lot of Robert, and,
2: and that one on Ego we, It's actually the full band uh, Disaster Who was our bass player At the time Was mm-hmm. playing acoustic guitar Robert playing acoustic guitar Brad played the bongos And I just Was making up words On the spot um, Some cool. of the words Came from Rosenbridge uh, yeah. It was just basically Like a A chant that I had In my head So yeah. I just kind of Used that
0: I was gonna say uh, I like how Y'all get pretty Experimental at, at points On the album I think that's really cool we wanted to do
2: that. Uh, all of us are really into like Queen, and yeah. uh, you know they did stuff like that back in the day. An album was an album; it was cohesive. You want the listener to enjoy the whole thing. It's like a movie to me. Uh, I'm really into you know Mastodon and Tool for that reason. Hell yeah! Uh, I just love th- the whole experience. I'm a big movie buff, so if you can pull me in with an album or music, I'm like yeah, there for sure. it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I got a question, so like when you listen to the album and you hear the vocals and then like talking to you now, it's like almost completely different, yeah, like man. you sound like a different dude, like how do you, like,
2: Yeah, did, uh, did you have to train yourself to sound so like that or is that just how I, I would say with the Rebels, it, it is almost a practice sound because if you hear me play with my acoustic, it does not sound like the same guy at all, uh, I've been in 20, 20 years now, I've been singing in bands, I've probably had six of my main bands that I would say that every bit of it was very different from what I'm doing now or, you know, each band's different in its own right. So I, I like, I feel pretty privileged to have been able to play with the musicians that I have, the caliber of musicians. And it just pushed me to keep doing better and and change. And I I want to be different on every album. I don't want to be the same guy. Like you fall into that not that there's anything wrong with them I like Godsmack, but they have a sound and it sounds like that on every yeah. song and it's like I don't really want to fall into that Yeah, I would like to do different things uh, and I that's will cool. continue to do that our next album probably sound even more different than the one we're on
0: well that's a good segue into the question I have is there you're already writing new music yeah we've uh, we've actually
2: lights? recorded two new songs one of them cool. is cover we've got a music video coming out for that Sweet. Uh, it's for Dragula by Rob Zombie I nice. know um, oh. So we recorded the music video. It's going to be awesome. Like, we haven't even seen it yet, but just the whole experience of doing it was amazing. We had access to the actual Munster's uh, Dragula car, so I got nice. to drive it. Wow. That was awesome. No way. Yeah.
1: How'd you manage wow. that one?
2: Yeah, uh, so our, our buddy Ron, he's, uh, we'll say he's our tour manager, um, big Mohawk guy. Uh, he's already, always at our shows. He works for a haunted pyramids place in Shelby, North Carolina, and the owner of that haunt owns the mystery machine from scooby-doo or obviously A&E. not the cartoon A&E. version but uh yeah. and he has Dracula and a couple other things yeah. and i couldn't believe he let me drive it i have a video of me actually driving the thing and it wasn't for very far it's just down this little dirt road but
0: yeah <laughs> Sick, <man. laughs>
2: it was awesome but yeah and then we have another song called harry Carey uh that we've recorded we recorded this at exodian studios it's the only thing we've ever recorded not at dead peasants our other two albums were both there uh, and we're gonna try to release those as just a little like A and B side um, mm-hmm. soon.
0: Exodian. isn't that in North Carolina? Yep, uh, it's Black Mountain. Yeah, I know uh, some uh, some guys in a hardcore band that just recorded there. Yeah, uh, so Shout some, some of the guys State. that
2: work there are in Fractured Frames, uh, and then Redefined recorded their stuff there, and that's love what we Redefine, we heard man. them. Yeah, we love those guys; they're, they're awesome. Sick, um, and they're just the way their album sounded was it was just like really well produced. So we were incredible. like, hey, where would y'all go? Yeah. um uh, the guy that we were going to brandon he had kind of decided to shut the doors of dead peasants uh covid going on he had mm-hmm. a you know, a new daughter and stuff and, yeah. and just couldn't do it i think now maybe he's going to do it again but i'm not sure um but yeah look for two new song brand new songs with the new guys jimmy and clark on there oh yeah and
0: yeah we'll definitely keep y'all updated as those come out on the pod um okay so uh you, you mentioned this earlier about a couple of guys quitting. You guys have gone through a considerable amount of lineup changes in the past couple of years.
2: Yeah. Uh, um, it's it's weird. I feel like it's just a, an open-door policy with us. Like, yeah. the other guys that have left are still our brothers. We still love them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's been times where, like, when Disaster was still the bass player, there was a time he was sick, and our old guitarist, JJ, stepped in and played bass for Disaster. Still. Um I feel like at any point, if one of us couldn't do it, if we called the other guys and be like, hey, y'all know the songs you want to show up and play tonight, They, yeah. if they could do it, they would do it. We still love them. They, the other three all have a new band coming out. I think they're called um, Atomic Blood, uh, cool. tentatively. Yeah.
0: Didn't y'all have, at uh, one point, y'all had Colt from uh, Moonshine Bandits, did yeah, you? Yeah, he was, I, uh, I was at that show at Tribbles. Uh, yep. After Brad
2: left, Colt was with us for a couple months, and he was just getting really busy with Moonshine Bandits. So, yeah. um, our buddy Clark had to sit in one day, and Clark came, and he just knew the stuff right off the bat. Uh, Clark's, Clark's an amazing a term. Drummer, he dude. is.
0: He, I was I, going to say, uh, I told you this a while ago on Instagram, I think, but this is, like, my favorite lineup of you all because I've seen y'all. I've seen the old lineup. I've been seeing y'all for a couple of years now. And uh, this is my favorite one, Jimmy. Jimmy and Clark stepped in and fucking killed it. They yeah. fit in with y'all so well. Yeah, y'all, we've y'all got are so a really cohesive. good
2: crew right now. We all get along really well. We always have, but, like, the you know, it's just – it's nice to be in a band that legitimately we are brothers. We love each other. We like to be around each other. Yeah, that's Um it. I think that it's weird though because like there are people that might be the opposite of you that liked the, our earlier sound. When had the '80s rock, you know, yeah. that hardcore drive. Now it's getting heavier and darker. And and even even though there are heavy and dark songs on Devil May Try album, the next one's probably going to be even heavier because I, yeah. I'd like to think Jimmy and Clark are there now. So yeah, dude.
1: Put that shit in drop E and just let it go. Yeah, we've got
2: some uh, we've got some drop C stuff coming out. The two songs that I was talking about, we've recorded. I think they're both in drop
0: C. There's some pretty heavy. Which ones are they? I have them written down. Loose
1: fur is pretty heavy. Yep, I was listening to that one on the way over here. That one's really good. That's a good song. Yeah, I love that one. Um, I, w- I was doing roll-ups at work, like rolling silverware with Black River Rebels on my AirPods. <laughs> I was like, this is the way to fucking do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it might be the only thing that can help with the uh, side work. The brunch, Rebels. Brunch side work <laughs> is,
1: is not a fun time. Are
2: you ready to kill everyone because of brunch? <laughs> try the Black River Rebels.
1: <laughs> I'll read the Necronomicon. Get me the uh, fuck out of here, please. <laughs> say the, uh,
0: the title track's pretty heavy, too. Yeah. I'll try the double may try, yeah.
2: Yeah, the... Uh, it progressively gets heavier, and this sort of a part of the story as to why that happens. Yeah, um, but you'll just have to. When when we're we're about to release it on vinyl and CD, and we're cool. going to have a full booklet. Matt Granger, who was a really good friend of mine, did the cover art, but he's also done the inside booklet art. So we're going to have a booklet with all the lyrics. The whole story is going to be there. I've got like a foreword, nice, so you can kind of see what's going on yeah. in, the,
1: in the. Have you thought about like turning it into like a, a book or a short story or anything? Uh, I'm yeah, sort of. I would have to.
2: I sort of did that by putting like the um, the foreword in the beginning of the album. When you get it, you can see I've sort of wrote in the blanks. It's like you can only fit so many words into a song, so right, yeah. I can't tell the full story, so I wanted to explain a little bit of what's going on. Uh, and as fantastical it is, there there is some reality put to it. So there's a lot of what was happening to us as a band in real life. I mentioned, like, you know, Something about a jackal, and it sounds like I'm talking about an actual jackal, but, you know, the band Jackal took us on for a little while. We toured with them, and and um, there's some lines in the songs that will relate to that. And then, you know, there was some stuff politically going on or just where we're at in the world and how things are changing. Who are
1: you talking about? The last, like, five years have been fantastic. <laughs> what, what could you be talking about? <laughs> yeah, who
2: knows there?
1: Politically, what? Mm-hmm. So as me, Coley, and Phillips, who's in the back, you know, peddling around, uh, are all in like new bands. Do you have any advice for people like in our situation who are just sort of starting out and Good trying question. to figure it out?
2: Uh, practice, practice, practice. You know, I, I listened to a little bit of y'all's last podcast and one of y'all said, like, you know, don't play a show before you're ready. That's yeah. great advice. Um, Absolutely. You just got to yeah, stick we that with one it. The hard way. And, you know, it's not that the rebels didn't really follow this and, and nobody left because we hated each other. It was just like things in our own lives as individuals lead you different directions. And, and yeah. anytime anybody's left the band, it was just like something with their family or something was going on. Uh, we've never had a problem of, uh, getting along or anything like that, but stay together. Like if you can stay together, you'll, you'll grow together. Um, it's, you know, when that chemistry is there, sometimes it's hard to find that chemistry uh, the Rebels had it from the start. The first practice we ever, I went over to try out with the guys. They saw me uh, with my other band, The Accuser. And then like three days later, I went there. They, they told me that night they had something they wanted to put together. I went over, tried out. We wrote In We Dive um, and Eat Your Heart Out, I think that day. And it was just on from then to that point.
1: That's insane that y'all can do that. Because we've, yeah. we've been trying to write songs for so the better long part long of six year. months now. Between yeah. the four of us, who Davis isn't here at the moment, yeah, like just we just can't quite get it to, to click properly. i haven't you know, also we're new yeah. at this. Yeah, so. sometimes yeah, it comes
2: uh, a little later. Like you get to know each other a little better, and um, at that point, everybody in the Rebels have been in bands for uh, twenty plus years. Um, mm. The rest of the guys were probably more at that point, so yeah, it helps to they have that much experience when you you know start a new band. At that point in your musical career, it just comes a little easier too. My first band twenty years ago, I was horrible. Uh, I have proof of it. Uh, <laughs> you know, we were a young band. We were called Almost Perfect. Uh, we were far from that. Or Very at least I was, uh, and my voice sounds totally different. I'm like, it, it's on the like Dead Boys style punk side. So, nice. but I had a high pitched voice. I, it's weird because now mine's really low. Um, if I ever let you hear it, you'd probably laugh at me.
1: <laughs> we were going <gonna laughs> to do that anyway, so don't <laughs> don't take it personally. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but you know, you got to start somewhere. So,
1: kind of trying to get through that first song. The first one's always the worst. But. I remember what I was going to say earlier. I just thought it was funny that you were covering Dracula by Rob Zombie, and you're in the Monsters card because Rob Zombie's directing the so Monsters movie. So that was
2: one of the coolest yeah. bits of news we got. We recorded the song. Um, basically, what happened was. Ron, our friend, was like, "I have access to Dracula," so I said, uh, "Well, why don't we just cover Dracula, and we'll do that?" So we have the actual Dracula car. We did the song; it fits us perfectly. Like, uh, I feel like even live, it's it's a monster of a song for us to do. Yeah. Well, I'm a huge Rob Zombie fan. Actually, we we all are. We love horror movies and stuff like that. So we were like, "God, oh, you know, it'd be awesome if we get us get him to hear it." Uh, that's all we want. We, you know, if something came of it, like if we got yeah. to play with him on a tour, that'd be awesome. But just knowing that that's Rob Zombie heard our music would be awesome in, in itself. But the fact that we got the car and we got to do the music video and we're actually really proud of the song mm-hmm. um, is a whole other dimension to it. So, I'll, I'll tweet the song at Rob
1: Zombie every day for you, man. Make <laughs> sure, sure he hears that. it. But
2: yeah, that was ha- so. After we recorded the song, the the actual audio. He released the news he was doing the, the new Monsters movie, and I was like, oh my god, this is perfect timing. So we were like, we got to get this video done. We got it done. We haven't seen any of it, but we're releasing it October. I see the twenty ninth or thirtieth. We're at Tribbles uh, in Piedmont. We're oh, doing beautiful. a music video release for that, so it should be done by then.
1: Uh, uh, I will try to. You said October thirtieth. Yeah, I think I'm it's, gonna try to be there. The twenty ninth or the thirtieth. Because that's Friday and Saturday, so I should be able to go because ha- I have those nights off. Yeah, I'm going to try to um, go. Uh, hashtag Rebels for it the Monster 30th. Yes. I was going to say uh, I went to Gaslight
0: Friday night after work. Why? Gross. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. And I walked in, and there was karaoke <laughs> night. We went upstairs, and there was a small Asian man with an Elvis haircut singing Dracula.
2: That's amazing.
0: It was <laughs> awesome, yeah.
2: I would, I would like to see that very it, much so. Very that's
0: one of the best things I've ever heard. Then I got my ass grabbed by a very drunk man. <laughs> that's why you don't go to Gaslight. I'd like yeah. to see
2: that also, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You know, I had heard things uh, about the Gaslight. I've, I've been bartending in Greenville for ever 10 years at least uh and you always hear it's a swingers bar you don't want to go there it's creepy or whatever and then i actually went one night for an open mic or karaoke or something and i was like that's oh, really nice up here yeah it it's was like cool you know there's all walks of life in there whatever do what you want to do i actually had fun it was it was pretty up there
1: oh they do open mics at gaslight we got to start going to do it i liked it it was a pretty nice bar all oh,
2: my, my first be all going. over me. Yeah, I played. Uh, I went to an open mic and played Britney Spears on the guitar. That got a rise out of a lot of people. <laughs> Maybe a, a, a literal rise.
0: <laughs> my friends have. Uh, my friends have told me many a weird stories about that place. My mom's got a good story about Gaslight that I, Ooh, that f- I will not tell here. <laughs> okay, there's a. Uh, there's a like a, a wooden X in the pool room with straps and shit and my friends put me on it. Uh, the torture cool. rack as yeah. I'd like to call it. Do have, pic- have an actual torture rack there? I have pictures, dude. I can show well, you. When was this? Friday night.
1: I went. And it's my a good thing I didn't go.
0: Have a- you ever been to Equinox?
2: Uh,
1: when they have those? They told, they uh, they I wasn't able things. to go. Uh, I've met a couple of the girls who work it though and it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I follow them on a radio room sometimes the but there's one uh, that's probably the same
2: weekend we're playing but yeah, radio room's got that going on. That's always fun.
0: Here's a question for you. Um, what are some of your, your favorite venues to play around here or in general? Uh,
2: so, th- my well, we'll start with my favorite venue ever that I've never played is the Tabernacle, and I really want to make that happen. Um, but we play Amos' South End and Charlotte. That's I, I love fun. that
1: venue. That venue's so cool. The
2: Fillmore Underground was awesome. We Fillmore's haven't made it one. to the actual Fillmore right beside there yet. But uh, in Greenville, I love playing at Radio Room. I love playing at Got Rocks. Um, That's honestly about all that we do play in Greenville now that the Firmament's gone.
0: Rest in peace. Yeah, that that one was fun.
2: It was nice getting to jump on some uh, national shows and stuff. You could always try Smiley's.
1: You're not quite there. (laughs)
2: Well, so I've played Smiley's with other bands, and of course, I've done open mic by myself. I think the Rebels would literally destroy the place. Like The the tables (laughs) would overturn and and glass would break. (laughs) I don't, I don't think they can handle the Rebels in there. We are so loud.
1: We we played some Blink over there the other day, and I thought the whole place was going to cave in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Um, shout so, out Tribbles.
0: Tribbles was probably my favorite place to oh go. Oh, yeah. And 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 I, I
2: should have named Tribbles. I, it is still kind of the Greenville area. It's not very far yeah, away. Yeah. Tribbles is our home away from home. We keep teasing that we're the Tribbles house band because during the Pretty pandemic, much. we couldn't really play anywhere else. It was just like, well, let's play locally. Um, so, we're at Tribbles a lot, but we love it out there. It's the church of the rock and roll. I named it oh, such. Yeah. Um,
1: Where is Tribbles? I've never heard of it. It's in Piedmont. Maybe.
2: Yes, yeah, near the Budweiser distribution area, oh, okay. that new QT. I don't remember what's the exit there. It's uh, I know I know exactly what you're talking about. It's not far from the exit, uh, maybe another mile down the road.
1: I'll probably pass it a hundred times. Then. Check
2: it out because it's really. You know, you look at it it's from the outside apartment. and you'll think, I don't know about this. And you go inside and you're still like, all right, it looks cool. I don't know about this still. But honestly, the people that go there are so accepting and like into everything. They have drag shows at Triples and it seems yeah. like this little redneck dive bar. But it's not that. Yeah. Uh, it is legitimately the one of the coolest scenes around right now because there's always rock music and there's always people that give a shit and they come out and they pay attention yeah, and yeah. listen.
1: I remember the old radio room and I used to sneak in there when I was in high school. And the first time I went in there... It from the outside, it doesn't even look like a mus- like a bar or a music venue or anything. It just looks like a like a weird house. And then you go in, and it's it's about like eight foot wide, and then it's like thirty feet deep, and the stage is about six inches off the ground.
2: And there's carpet, and there's like yep. years and years worth of beer in that carpet. <laughs> yes, it was honestly like the gates of hell. <laughs> was... You just had to go through the the girl's bathroom to get there.
1: I, I had an awakening in that bar because I saw Vera there, and man, Vera was Vera fucking rocks. Um, I don't, I think they got back together finally, but they didn't do anything for a long time, but they had a sick drummer. She was a redhead. Like she was about four foot eight and she was just a All badass.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Um, I saw a lot of cool shows at the old Rudy room. I got to play a lot of cool shows. Um, I've seen bands there that are now kind of huge, uh, and you wouldn't expect it, but the radio room has always brought some cool shit.
1: Yeah, dude. You got like Islander, like that was their home away from home for a long time. I love those guys. I haven't seen them live either. I went to high school with the bass player's little brother. I don't know if he's still the bass player or not, but Actually, this is when they uh, signed a victory, he was. So Chris Carver Hall, who
2: was the keyboard player is now the bass player. I think he's doing both. He'll have his keys up there and the bass. Um, I don't I think COVID kind of messed some stuff up. Maybe some member changes going on there, mm-hmm. but uh, I love those guys. We'd love to play with those guys. Um, they've got a lot of energy at live shows we do as well i, th- I think it'd be a good fit
0: yeah you all do that's one of my points is y'all's performance style i enjoy watching y'all y'all put on a great show thank what's you what y'all's uh i mean you just go out there and kill it what's y'all's um oh, fuck i'm trying to find a way to word this uh how do you go about performing do
2: you just i've always thought of it as a as an escape from who I have to be when yeah. I'm off stage, uh, it, it's where I really get to thrive. It's where I feel alive. Maybe the only place I feel alive, honestly. Uh, so when I'm on stage, I just become another monster. Uh, there was a lemmy quote I read probably when I was first starting and it's something to the extent of nobody wants to see a regular guy on stage. They want to see an alien from out of this world. So I, 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 I don't know that I set out to be that, but I am that on stage. I just, it, yeah, it no, happens to me. Music runs through me. I feel it. I can't help it.
1: R.I.P. Right, Lemmy. he was the fucking man.
0: Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I played, let's see, last Monday, we played up Mike Michael Smiley's and that was my first time ever, ever performing in front of people and ever since then, I've just had that little itch to do it again. I love it. It's always been one of my biggest fears is because, you know, I have stage fright and shit. Mm-hmm. Always one of my biggest fears is just playing in front of front of people and, judgment and that kind of shit but mm-hmm. i got up there and did it and it was it was awesome man i've been wanting to do it i'd say
2: just do it for yourself when you're up there have fun people yeah, just dude. if you're having fun people it will so have much. fun
1: that that last open mic was terrifying for me that's the first time i've ever fronted anything yeah. and uh yeah i was nerve like it was completely I, like i was fine and i was fine and i was fine, and I, was fine and I was walking on stage I was like oh shit i have to actually do this now that's exactly how i was how i was man i, was I don't ever get nervous
2: myself. but i get anxious i just like anytime I'm waiting on an opener or watching the opener do their thing, I'm like, oh, this is cool, but I want to be up there. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm just like, people are like, are you
1: nervous? You okay? I'm just like, I'm anxious. I want to go. <laughs>
2: let's let's <Yeah>. rock.
1: <laughs> I've gotten to the point now where it's like, I'll see people on stage about, like playing shows and stuff and I'm just like, fuck, I wish I was up there now. Yeah, like, I, Man, I, too, wish, dude, I wish yeah. I was up there playing right now.
2: I go see a lot of shows. Uh, I used to go a lot more locally. I've gotten old mm-hmm. and I stay at home sometimes now. Uh, but I was like, it's become that for me. It's just like, Man, I I, I want to watch this band and stuff, but can I just be up there? If I ever write an autobiography, it'll be can I be in your band? Because I just want to be in
1: every band ever. That's great.
0: <laughs> we were supposed to have a uh, we were supposed to have another open mic that Tuesday after that Monday, and um, it ended up Thanks, not Phillips. happening, and it just bummed me out, man. I was sad all week. I was like, dude, I was ready.
1: Yeah, FYI, everybody, Craft and Barrel does not do open mic. <laughs> oh we learned the hard way. <laughs>
0: But yeah, I've had that little itch ever since,
1: man. Yeah, it's Enjoy it's it.
2: cathartic being on stage. It's it's my therapy. Uh if I don't have it, I do go crazy.
1: Didn't know I'd like it as much. It's a nice surprise. So so you said you've been on tours. What kind of tours have you done? Have you done any like anything so, like crazy like the month long like months and actually
2: so no in in my entire career I've never been on one of those like go for a month and I want to. I could hate it. And like I've been pursuing this dream for that long and I could absolutely hate it and I don't know. But you know, we've we've gone on runs where we go out of town for a weekend and stuff or you know, the next weekend we're somewhere else. So I don't know if you can call it a real tour, but we've, we, we've gotten older, you know, some of the guys in the bands have families. They can't feasibly just leave their families or their jobs that they make good money at. So we try not to spin our wheels. There are younger bands that can go out and sleep in the van and do whatever they can to do it and make it. But we're to a point now where it's just, you know, the right opportunity has got to come along. We're not doing it for money, but you know, sometimes money is a factor like if we're going to yes. go really far away you got to make enough to you know we're missing work if i miss out on work it's a couple hundred dollars like you know i'm a bartender so right one day is a couple hundred dollars for me and i only work two days a week so there you go
1: yeah yeah but who's gonna sell that pirate punch if you're not bad? yeah
2: I, that's uh, all i am is a pirate punch peddler <laughs> Shit's
1: delicious, though. It makes me throw up, but it's delicious. Let's set the
2: record straight. It is pirate punch and not power punch. (laughs) As everyone that comes in and orders it says, power punch. What is pirate punch? (laughs) You will receive no power from that stuff. (laughs) Believe me.
1: Next time we're at Radio Room, I'll I'll get you a shot of pirate punch. It comes out of a V8 jug. That's all I really know. It's It's orange. uh, Well,
2: here we go. Uh uh, This is not the recipe, but this is the ingredients. Uh, Coconut rum, 151 rum, and V8 splash. That's the secret. Now you have to figure out how much of each to put in there. A
1: lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the answer is a lot. <laughs> Cuz I don't I don't remember if you were working. I went there on my birthday and it was me and some of the people in the band. Phillips wasn't there, but all the rest of the band was there. And I got I fucking wasn't there. annihilated. <laughs> I was, like, dancing on top of the tables on the back porch area. Hell yeah, brother. Like, I was making speeches. <laughs> like, and, then, and I had—I must have had eight or nine shots of the pirate punch. Hear ye. And my girlfriend at the time is driving me home, and I'm going, arrr, because I think I'm a pirate at this point.
2: <laughs> it does it, actually turn you into the pirates. That's why we it, called it that. And
1: it I go, zero. like, I don't feel so good. I was like, stop. And she goes, it's a red light. We're already stopped. And I was like, oh, then I'm in trouble. So I pop the window down and just go. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's the sugar. Right over the <laughs> side I don't of my think car. that's the alcohol. That's the sugar.
1: <laughs> it, that's exactly what it is. It's that V8. It's not the Rum 151 or the Malibu, I assume. Um. straight great sugar. <laughs> well, we were talking about uh, some of your favorite venues.
0: You got any, you know, you said you've been doing this 20 plus years. You got any, like, crazy or funny show stories you oh, can tell? Man. Us? I'm sure you can I learned. do. I do, but oh, I, I don't know some.
2: that I can tell them. Uh, there's there's some that that I just cannot tell. Uh, maybe one day in a book if I write it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Uh, here's here's one that kind of got us in trouble. Uh, we were playing with a big band. I won't say who they are. They're, they're big. They've been big for a long time. Um, and we were hanging out with them, and so there were two different green rooms. They had one. We had one. They were both really nice. We were at the Ritz in Raleigh, and uh, probably one of the nicer venues we've ever played. And we go and play our set, and go back to our green room. And in the meantime, this other band pulled a tour prank, which happens, you know, it's no big deal. They drew phallic images all over everything in the room. Like, (laughs) They literally rolled, there was a paper towel dispenser. They rolled that thing down and drew one on each individual sheet of paper towel and rolled it back up. And it was just so many of them They were under the tables, they were everywhere. (laughs) And I've never seen so many uh, phallic images in my life. And uh so you know, it's hilarious. We're laughing. Well, we get to the next venue the next night, which is the Fillmore Underground, and the guy that books the shows out there comes up, and he's like, Hey, I need to talk to y'all about something. It's maybe not a big deal to me, but the person that was in charge there was very offended by it. We heard that you guys drew uh, phallic images all over. Well, I could say dicks, right? <laughs> yeah, I, you I can, say, yeah, yeah, you like can fucking swear. There's there like cocks <laughs> everywhere. Uh, so he's like, so Cock we heard there were a lot of dicks drawn last night at the Ritz, and uh, they're, they're talking about banning you guys from any Live Nation events. And we're like, oh my God, yeah. like we didn't do that. It was a tour prank. We didn't do it. Uh, you know, to us it was funny, but it was not funny to the person that found it there. And I I don't think none of them were actually on anything. It's not like anything was vandalized. It was all like pieces of paper and and toilet paper and paper towels and stuff like that. So, But there were a lot of them. Uh, So this is the first thing we hear. And we're like at this big venue. It's like, oh, my God, we're playing this awesome venue. And they're mad at us. Like, why are they so mad at us? Um, So... We were just like, oh, I promise it wasn't us. We're really sorry. We'll we'll apologize to the person. Uh, and we did. And and they were like, you know, you guys were so nice. We loved having you. Your your set was awesome. And then we go to the green room and see what y'all done to the place. I was like, it wasn't us. I promise it wasn't us. It Real, wasn't us.
0: <laughs> Real quick, I'll edit this part out. What band was it? <laughs>
2: I mentioned them earlier. I'm actually in a new band with some of the members of this band. So I don't want to make them mad at me if I, like, I put they're... that name out
1: there. Uh, yeah, we we totally understand, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you drunk on Tuesday. And we'll yeah.
2: <laughs> I like that you offered me, like, I came in there like, would you like a beer or a liquor cabinet? I was like, I'll take a liquor cabinet, please. We'll I'm surprised you didn't
1: cabinet. bring a drink up here. Like, I was uh, drinking Blade & Bow on a big rock. I just
2: drank a shot of Grand Marnier, and that's good for me. I, I quit drinking for like four years, so now when I do drink, I try not to get too drunk. Yeah. I'm only twenty four I'm still
1: trying to get as drunk as I can oh, on as much of a budget as possible. I wish I was twenty four <laughs> It's straight Jaeger sure, and rumple for me,
2: yeah i can't do the, I can't do the rumple anymore. I swore it off. I the, turn into a monster on rumple. You
1: would talk about just straight sugar like that is yes. it is just distilled sugar with a splash that's what of I toothpaste. blame every
2: time. It's never the alcohol. it's the sugar. It turns me into a fiend,
1: and then you try and drink water to soak it up, and the water just it just bubbles, <laughs> turns into a witch's <laughs> brew in your stomach. yes, a minty witch's brew. But you know what? The, it's about to be cold around here, and that that will keep you warm on the way to your car. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: God. I had another question. This is the third question I forgot. You're give doing me, a great job. Give me 20 seconds, dude. You're killing I'll, it. I'll have
1: it back. <laughs> um. Well, Is there anything that you want to like promote or anything? This will come out after your show on Tuesday. So I mentioned the show. Oh, so it's coming out. Uh, out so so if you want to talk out. about anything else about the show. That I hope that you made uh, it to Wednesday. our show
2: on Tuesday. Uh, we do have... Some stuff coming up. Let me look at my calendar. I mentioned the Tribble show on the thirtieth. We've got Palmetto Moonshine on the twenty ninth.
0: I've never been there. I might. I might come to that. I've never been to that place. Which one? Um, Palmetto Moonshine. Yeah, oh, Palmetto it's Moonshine a a Halloween party. So it should be cool.
1: I thought you said that was a band earlier. I, oh, I'm thinking of Moonshine Bandits. That is also
2: a band. Yeah.
1: Where's Palmetto uh, Moonshine at? Oh, is that uh? Is that the the still over there on and, and Powder? Water it's Springs pretty road.
2: much downtown Anderson. Uh, yeah. oh. I'm not familiar with Anderson. I've been to it a couple of times, but I couldn't tell you exactly how to get there. But it is very close to downtown or in downtown.
1: Anderson's just one of those places that just feels like it's far away from everything. I mean, uh, it's always a I think it's far it. away
2: in time. Like You go back in time if you go to Anderson because <laughs> they smoke inside. and, and Oh,
1: yeah, <laughs> that's right. The last yeah. time I was in Anderson, I was in downtown Anderson at a pool hall, just smoking cigarettes, ashing on the pool table like nobody cared. Yeah,
2: And I'm over there trying to sing, just hacking up a lung.
1: <laughs> you, they don't need a smoke machine like it's built in yeah
2: it's one thing to smoke your own cigarette uh, you gotta smoke everybody else's it's just a bad bad times
1: I quit smoking and I, that's how long ago it was I was in downtown Anderson that I was smoking in a bar Cause I used to smoke and it was like the week I turned 18 because back then you could be 18 and smoke right. and that was like all before then, all through high school, I was smoking in the Waffle House. It was never an issue. It's like the weekend <laughs> I turned 18, they got rid of smoking in the Waffle House. And I was like, well, the food tastes like food now. This is bullshit. I, w- I used to work at an old, old, old Ingles.
0: And they just never renovated or, like, fucking cleaned the place. So back in like our little, like, dining area. Uh, one time, this was during COVID, so all the chairs and tables were, you know, in the back and shit. And uh, our manager made us clean the walls, and we cleaned <laughs> oh. off so much fucking smoke off those walls oh, from gross. probably like the fucking seventies
1: or something. Oh. It was wild.
0: it's hard to clean that stuff. It's like you'll
1: because it's a mixture of fry grease. And <laughs> yeah. I helped. I helped to to paint a house
2: one time, and we cleaned the walls, and then we primed the walls, and then we painted the walls, and the nicotine still seeped through those layers.
1: Damn. So yeah. when we moved into this house, like we we they redid the whole kitchen, but they used to fry a whole bunch of food here. They used to fry like a bunch of chicken and stuff. And when they were repainting, they had to, like, just, like, industrial clean the walls off to get all the yellow grease off just so that you could Uh. prime it. It's basically
2: the ghost of old chickens that you're uh, dealing with. (laughs) You're smelling.
1: The ghost of chicken past. (laughs) That's a bad name. There's something there.
2: Yeah, I like that. At least an album. (laughs)
0: Shit, I was going to say, I think you mentioned this. Y'all got a new group, right? Isn't it called like PB&J or something?
2: Oh, yes. So that's uh, me, TJ Jones, who was at one point the Silver Tongue Devil singer. He's got a new band in the works as well. Uh, And then Joe Power, who is in Hurt and Skip, as well as um, Buffalo Head and Cash Machine. He used to be in a band called The Consumers that my old band Burning Nova played with. Uh, So we just formed this new little trio. Uh, It basically came about because I've been playing solo shows since COVID happened. Uh, and I don't like it. I don't like being alone up there. Uh, So nothing better than having a couple friends come join you, and we just decided, like, with our three voices together, we could
1: destroy a planet. (laughs) That's cool. I'm excited. You should come to Smiley's with us sometime. Do open mic with us. I'm
2: down. Uh, They have them on Mondays, though, don't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I work at Radio Room. Come see me on Mondays and Tuesdays. Shameless plug.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's what this podcast is all (laughs) about. This podcast is literally named after our band. It's the same Uh, same I like it.
2: It's a cool name. Appreciate it, man. Fun. Yeah, PB and J's been fun. I made a little logo. Yeah. Um, I do some
0: art sometimes. So. Is it just like an acoustic thing?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. So we practiced that way. Well, actually, we played our first show before we ever practiced at all. So we played at Tribbles, cool. and then a couple of days, a week later, we played a practice. And uh, we're just going to do some covers for now, but I did stick like two originals of mine in there, and we all talked about how I'd like to have one of Joe's or a couple of Joe's, um, same with TJ, let's just all throw some originals in the mix as well, yeah. if so we can do them well.
0: That's kind of similar, so we, us three, have an acoustic band called Hometown. Shout out to Phillips. And, um, shout out Phillips. He was on last week's episode. But it was kind of the similar thing. We, we had like two hours of practice. We just threw together three songs that we had. Uh, we did "Damn It" by Blink 182, "Pins and Needles" by Hawthorne Heights, and uh, a third special song. And um, yeah, literally like two hours of practice. Got
1: up there, killed it. We we, we did really well. Awesome. And um, yeah, yeah I, we're gonna that do. That some was the first time like I sang. Like I didn't yeah. even play an instrument. I just sang and I, it. I was like no I said, first time I'd ever
0: performed in front
1: of people. Period. So
2: playing that way is. Uh, You know, I say I don't get nervous before I play. That's a little different when I'm not hiding behind a band or, or, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm in front of them, whatever. That's where I'm comfortable. Uh, I don't feel like I'm much without a band. I'm the kind of guy that I need a band there for me to feel like it it makes any kind of difference. But uh, I'm very nervous when I play solo, so adding a couple other members has helped me some. And it'll make me better. I'll be playing acoustic more and, like, grooving off of them.
1: That's why we started the acoustic band was... Because Phillip's drums, but, like, he's got a heavy hand. And um, so we like, why don't you try this acoustic stuff out? You know, we, we can tone it down a little bit. I can work on my singing a little bit. Cole can get some practice going up in front of people and playing. And yeah. it just kind of all aligned. And this because uh, the singer in Vital Wave, we were going to do open mic, and he said he couldn't make it. And then at the last second, he could make it. So we ended up doing two sets. Yeah. And then afterwards, everyone left. And me and Phillips just stayed to keep drinking. And they asked if we wanted to go back on. So we went up with this new singer who's from, I can't remember where she's from, but her name is... Uh, Chris, Kristen Maxwell, she does a lot of the open mics, and so she went up there with us, and so we went out in the front real quick and just like learned how to play "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Nice. And she's got like this bluesy, like Bob Dylan voice, and so we were doing this like bluesy version of "Smells Like Teen cool. Spirit" that we learned in 30 seconds, and then they kept so. they tried to give us an encore. We didn't have another song, so I was just like, "Do you know um, oh, what's the Bob Sel- Bob Dylan song that um Johnny Cash used to cover? Oh, it ain't me, babe." And so we just like I had the tabs like in front of me, and was just learning it as we played it. Awesome. And it was it was awesome. It was probably some of the most fun I've ever. I had I love on stage. when
2: things come out organically like that. You don't plan for them. They're just kind of you have to feel the time. So there it is. Yeah, that's cool.
1: That's almost how hometown came about. Really, we just had to do something, and it just yeah, happened. Yeah, we we were like, well, I told like a hundred people we were gonna be at Smiley's, and then yeah. none of them even showed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just singing into the void. I've, i you
2: know, it's been, it's been years since I've done this. I used to send text messages to all my friends yeah. uh, and, and, and invites and all that stuff, and it just gets to a point where you get tired of people saying, "Yeah, I'll be there," and then they're not. And you know, yeah. b- people's lives are busy. You can't be mad at them. Yeah, no. But I'm definitely going to waste my time inviting everyone. I really? feel like if anybody cares, they'll show up. It's on, it's on the Facebooks.
0: So. I usually just throw up a little Instagram story, I'm like, "Hey, I'm we'll gonna be here." No one ever comes. Yeah, I could do something (laughs) simple like that.
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't even really use social media. I've got a big work group chat, and I was like, I'm playing at Smiley's, and if you don't show up, you're a coward, and then nobody showed up. Um, (laughs) A shit ton of cowards. Yeah, I work (laughs) with like 50 cowards. cowards. What is that? Is that
2: Grandma? Phil for the win.
0: Phillips, I wish I would have given you my cup. I feel bad asking you to do it now. Sip. What the hell even is these? I have a. Uh, I have, amaretto. I have Malibu and
1: Sprite. Oh Which man, I was like working liqueur. And this dude was on the Thank patio. You feel you're the best. And he goes, "I want something refreshing." And I was like, "Oh well, we have like this." And have this. you tried
2: water, sir? <laughs> and
1: he's like, "I think I want an amaretto on the rocks with a splash of soda water." And I was like, "Oh, you're a fucking weirdo. Okay, I can't. I can't work with you." <laughs> you,
2: you said refreshing,
1: not. Um, uh, I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, whatever that is. <laughs> I would, I've never bartended, I'd, especially at Radio Room. I would love to bartend there. Maybe I, just for a night or two, because I wouldn't want to lose the magic of Radio
2: Room. I love the Radio Room. I love everybody I work with and for. I have been bartending too long, I will say. What's I, your don't, favorite? I don't have much love for the bartending
1: anymore. But What's your, what's your favorite drink, personally, and to make? Uh, to make is probably well, just cracking open a beer.
2: I'm one of those just like... Pour-me-a-shot kind of dudes, oh yeah. or, yeah, I like craft beer, although I try not to drink beer anymore
1: because the older you get, the gut kind of takes over. Oh, it's already started on me. I drink so much PBR and Narragansett, you're the only place in town with Narragansett. We do have Narragansett, and that's my favorite beer it. in the I world. I've
2: never heard of Narragansett, and then we got it at Radio Room. And then I had been—I was going back and watching all the old Cheers episodes, uh, and that is
1: the beer that they serve, like like the house beer in the bar Cheers. So um, it's also famous because in, in Jaws, when they're on the boat, mm-hmm. that's the beer they're drinking. That's like where they got the their whole thing from. They did this cool like 40th anniversary at Jaws where they had this like shark can.
2: I have a friend that's definitely afraid of sharks in the ocean, and I keep trying to make them watch
1: Jaws. Jaws is the the greatest <laughs> movie ever made. It's not about the shark. It's about the people. What's the, what's the that? People the people are the real enemy. Narragansett. I'm Narragans- going to get one Tuesday. Yeah, like radio room. You'll yeah. regret
2: it, but go ahead and try <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Dude, it's, like, it's
1: like, imagine PBR, but like, made with like quality stuff. Ah, but somehow nice. cheaper. Yeah, because
2: oh. yeah, the tall boys are $3. Our PBRs are $2, and they're just the 12-ounce cans.
1: Sew it on honor. No, made on... Made on honor, sold on merit, Narragansett.
2: Yeah, you may hear so it there. called uh, High Neighbor because yeah. it says that on the can, I've, and I, people will say that, and I'm like, you want what? <laughs> I stole a Narragansett Doakley, glass friend. from
1: Odo's one time. Uh, don't arrest me, Odo's. But, yeah, it says the High Neighbor on it. I was like, <laughs> I have to, I'm going to get that tattooed at some point. They
2: spelled it wrong.
1: Have you ever had If uh, you said so
2: High Neighbor, I would understand because I've got some High Neighbors.
0: Have you ever had uh, – it's an Indian beer. It's called, like, High Lie.
1: Yeah, we have highlight. It's not bad. India Pale Ale. Yeah, yeah. It's an American beer, but it's an it's an Indian Pale oh, okay. IPA. Gotcha. That's what uh, IPA, IPA stands for. India I'm not pale a huge ale. fan
0: of IPAs. I can get through about a half half of a highlight and I'm done with it.
1: You have to wear cargo shorts, play disc golf, and like have a divorce to enjoy IPAs. I think <laughs> there are some that I like. <laughs> uh, I like G13. Um,
2: it smells like weed. It sort of tastes like weed. Is that the Mason? Sweetwater? Yeah, we have it's the G thirteen strain Sweetwater four twenty. We have that on draft as well.
0: Mason, you just described my mom's ex boyfriend with that. He wore <laughs> cargo shorts and was going through a divorce and he would bring highlight
1: every time yeah, we got together. I, I know what's up. <laughs> he was bald too. I used uh, to I used to work at a vape store that had taps and so it was all those guys would come in. All the guys who are like, vape they runs. quit smoking to appease their wives, and then their wives left them anyways, and so now they're stuck here drinking Gansetts with me. And I love you,
2: watching those dudes produce clouds, like whole clouds <laughs> that eventually turn to rain. It's, <laughs> it, it's amazing. It sound like cotton candy gumdrops from Smurfland.
1: <laughs> 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 vape liquid names are some of the dumbest shit. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to do a whole album, and every song is just named after vape a stupid-ass vape liquid. So is weed, dude. Weed's got dumb-ass names. But at least that makes sense because they're
0: high when they come up with them. I used to get shit called cheetah piss and fucking. <laughs> what one-
2: strains were mixed together for that? When
0: I started cheetah selling. and
1: piss, <laughs>
2: <laughs> geriatric reefer.
1: Yeah, you might retirement well gas money at that point. That.
2: <laughs> I yeah. bet you could make a killing selling weed yeah. at a uh, retirement home, Oh, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, so I knew a guy in Charleston whose name I won't say. But what? So what he would do is because his mom or his grandma had like really bad uh, it was either Alzheimer's or dementia and that stuff helps and so what he would do is he would turn it into like butter and brown sugar and he would sell it to them and then they would cook with it and then mm-hmm. like really he cool. made 90% of his money at retirement homes
0: genius millionaire in a year I feel like if anywhere should um, I mean allow like weed and shit it should be retirement homes yeah the problem they is, is they're all narcs they I mean, yeah, but if they just made
1: it like allowed in the facility,
2: I'm a, I'm like a couch aficionado, and I gotta say, I love this couch.
1: Man, I don't even wanna get started <laughs> on this fucking couch, dude. So my mom's oh. boyfriend, who was on the couch downstairs, so this is his couch, and he just kind of moved in in the last month or two, and I helped him move in. It was act, it was the day that I got my second COVID shot, or the day after. So I felt like dog shit, and I was hungover as fuck, and I had to go to work at like three, and he wakes me up at nine in the morning, and he's like, "We gotta go get this couch," and I was like. How bad could it be? This is it's a pull-out couch. It's the heaviest fucking shit in the world and it didn't fit in the doorway's we had to take all the legs off and like maneuver it and pray and I do a rain <laughs> dance to get it in here and it was ridiculous. So I, this
2: couch is going to stay here until the house is gone. I like it, man.
1: I no, I'm never touching like I'm never moving this I couch. I want
2: like I love red couches for some reason. I have a red couch and it looks very nice and it feels very soft, but I'm never comfortable on it. Uh but this is the couch. This is the couch I would I, I just took a, a thirty-minute
1: nap. Like literally, right here. <laughs> like, not e- like my legs were like poked up over the side of it. I wasn't even at the headrest. Like, I had wake just, him up. I'm it's in the so midst comfy. of an,
2: an old nap spot. <laughs> like,
1: hey, like well, Mason, while we're jamming, up. sometime come take a nap.
0: <laughs> All right. I'm like Mason, get up. We got shit to do. He's gonna be here in like ten minutes.
1: I woke <laughs> up. He had this fucking megaphone thing in my ear. He wouldn't He'd, wake up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I had to be at work at eight forty-five this morning for brunch. Oh, man, the brunch crowd's the I'd worst. Quit. <laughs> I, I was off brunches for three months this is my first one back it doesn't take much for me it's just like oh that, that I'd quit <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that Yeah, you I'd couldn't quit. work where I work. <laughs> the, the, the place would not be disclosed but my god the, the fucking hoops it's I need a I've, new I've job had up. friends
2: that work there and uh, the, uh, our friends are old co- co-workers as well that told me some of the horrors of that place
1: good money but you gotta you gotta fucking earn it
0: Mason keeps offering me a job there and every time he says I have to shave and I don't like that
2: it seems like the type of place, which uh, almost any service industry job is like this, but the type of place where uh, your customers think that you're called a ser- servant and not a server.
1: Um, I can't stand that. It's the regulars that are bad about that. The yeah. people who come in like two or three times a year, they don't know any better. They're not going to tip anyway, so I'm not <laughs> jumping through any hoops for you. But the guys who come in there like every night, like they'll come in like one night with their wives and the other night with their mistress <laughs> just to expect everything. Phillips knows what I'm talking about. He used to work there. That's how we met they
0: want me to shave so no yeah that's good money yeah I need a new job I have to get to my job at 5am every day
1: yeah nah it
2: I'm just over here wishing I could grow facial hair <laughs> at 37 years old
1: <laughs> you this, got the nice little the pirate mustache this horrible go-to. mustache
2: is all I can do
1: <sighs> I've had one since I was 11 I was like like I was a late bloomer with shaving, but once I started shaving, I had to shave every day. Or And then I just had a beard forever. and t- like I had a beard from the time I was like 17 until I started working this new job when I was 23. Um, my mom didn't even recognize me when I went in on my first day.
2: I always say when I grow facial hair, I look like a Tokyo street thug. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know exactly and we what you're almost, talking
2: about. <laughs> uh, there was a point where Black River Rebels might have changed their name to Tokyo street thug. There were uh, There was some That's talk about cool. it. We almost did it. And then we were like, well, it could be perceived as not good, as none of us are Japanese, and we <laughs> yeah. wouldn't feel right about doing it.
1: Say like The Last Samurai starring Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know what? Maybe it was okay. Whitewashing is never okay.
1: How do y'all come up with names and yeah. shit? Like, I was about to say, because you've listed off a shit ton of band names tonight, and I'm like, all of these, I'm like, damn, these are way better it than It took us bars. like
0: two months to come up with a band name, and it was Carolina Bleeds, <sighs> which it, we ended up loving, but
1: yeah, two months um, to come up with
0: it. I feel like, that, you know,
2: I'm pretty creative, so I'll come up with some crazy stuff off the top of my head that I'll forget the next second or two. Um, yeah, me too. So if you just got that many people thinking about it, you also have to go for originality. I usually check Spotify or the internet to see if it's taken.
1: Oh, we did, I, my Most Spotify history taken. is littered with we bands that have that. like 1,500 listeners. <laughs> I or think like
2: one, one cool way of doing it is combining two words to make a new word. Like I wanted to be in a band called Terrodactyl. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I respect it. it was going to be ah. like electronic death metal. That's it. Uh, so pterodactyl coming to a theater near you when I can get it together.
1: I was with some of my Please friends. Please put the wings on me. I yeah. can do this. I was born for this. I make pterodactyl noises at work all day, every day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was with some friends the other night and, and somehow s- someone said this word, blood fart. And we were like... V- We've got That's to, a we, punk band. We've got a we've got to form a band now.
2: Uh, we, when we were trying to name PB and J, when it was just TJ and I before the uh, P joined the PB and J, uh, we were going to be. We came up with Wart Milk, <laughs> oh which God. Was Wart Milk. <laughs> but then, when I told Joe about it, he was like. War milk? And I was like, Well hold on, that's really good because it you know, war there's milk. there's also the fact that my horrible accent sounds like I'm saying something else when I say war, uh war milk.
1: Whore milk. <laughs> <Poor> milk. <laughs> so there was a band in the nineties in Charleston, they were a local band, and they were called Dick Delicious and the Tasty Testicles. That's great. And there will never be a better band name at all. No. Like there's you can never top that. You could double as
2: porn stars and nobody bat an eye. <laughs>
1: Uh, the, what's his name that's it, uh, the regular radio room the older dude I'm in there and I'm always talking to him about punk music and stuff oh. because we talk, because he was in 90s at the time because my dad was in a band in the 90s called Motherfist which is like um, sort of like Alice and Chains mixed with Pantera nice um, oh. if I can ever find that CD I'll show it to you Cully but yeah so I, every time I have to be like was Dick Delicious in the Tasty Tacticals and an actual band everyone just been fucking with me for 24 <laughs> years now it was dad, all a dream.
0: My dad was in a hair metal band called Smash Alley. Named after a song by Faster Pussy. I was
2: in a hair metal band. Well, I lived in England for a year and we were called wow. Iron Pussy. And <laughs> nice, when yeah. I joined the band I was like, Are you guys sure about that name? And they're like, This isn't America, man. That nobody cares here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like all right,
1: cool. It's like Steel Panther's like fucking. Well so like, that's like we did a couple Steel Panther of- songs. Uh
2: and we also wrote our own tongue in cheek, like very much Steel Panther type music. Um in We Dive's lyrics actually came. I wrote that song for Iron Pussy, but never got to put it to music. So when I went to the first Rebels practice, I used those lyrics. Uh, and In We Dive has some um, hidden meanings in there and stuff. If you want to read the lyrics, you'll probably get it. That's, That's a cool great shit. song.
1: That's a great song. That's one of my favorites. Watch I play live energy i I had no idea y'all had an an album already released like that you could just find um so i thought this album that came out was your first one and then i like looked y'all up on spotify i was like oh they have a bunch of music on here i was really surprised Uh,
2: hopefully more to come soon well it is coming soon uh, i'm thinking but within the next month or two we'll probably release two brand new songs
0: so do y'all have any like uh any like aim for when y'all's next album will come out like next year
2: I would. I really hope for next year. I'll, I'd yeah. like to release one a year. It's sometimes not feasible, but um, we do have. I was so I have like in my phone all the songs for the first album, all the songs for the second album, and then new songs for the next album. And we have right. seven. Uh, two of them are recorded. Five of them we have down. We just haven't recorded them yet. So there are new.
1: There's new music in the works. God. We Sweet. can't even come up with one song every six months, let alone an album a year. I have a. Uh... That's just super impressive to me. I have one that I worked on last night. Still haven't listened to it yet, Mason. But no, I haven't listened. To, I was going to listen to it, but I took a nap instead. <laughs> I'm a terrible person and bandmate and podcast host. but At least I know what I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, do we have any final thoughts? Any uh, last questions, Coley? I think that's it, man. Hold on. Let, let, me, let me see how long we've been going. Um do you have anything, anything you want to plug or promote? Uh, the show on Tuesday—it'll—it'll it'll be too late by the time this comes out. Yeah, but um, me, Phillips, and Coley will definitely be there. Let's see. Real then. quick, uh, for anyone watching on YouTube,
0: all four of you, we're gonna link everything down in the in the description in the comments for the Black River Rebels. So we we'll gotta check them cool. out. They're a great Greenville band. They bring it.
2: I'm over here trying to see if there's a camera. I was like, "What?" <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I would have been p- nah. eating my boogers the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh,
0: <laughs> well, we'll have we'll have video one day, but we're still in our in our infancy as a That's podcast, right. so it's
2: gotta start somewhere. Uh, so I do have the next well, so you won't be able to see the next Rebel show. Uh, the next show I have is the 22nd at. Uh, Club 134 in Anderson with my other band, The Accuser.
0: I want to go there, too. I haven't been there.
2: That'll be a good night to come. It's us in Aura Lair. Uh That'll be a really good show.
0: Haven't seen The Accuser yet, either. And then
2: Tribbles on the 30th. Uh, so Palmetto Moonshine, yeah, the sure. 29th. I, I don't know. I did those backward. Back to back. But, yeah, look for PB&J to be out playing some soon. We haven't booked anything else yet, but we will.
1: We'll have links to the socials and everything. Um, Real quick, we never talked about The Accuser.
0: What's that kind of, uh, what's that style? I've never heard or seen y'all or anything.
1: Uh,
2: So some stuff exists of us. It's on SoundCloud, but it's older and not uh, well recorded. So uh, it's, it's hard to say. Whenever Rebels first yeah. started out, it was very different from The Accuser. Now it's, Accuser's become a little more, or sorry, Rebels have become a little more in that groove-oriented feel but that's what accuser is i'd say it's like clutch groove m- groove metal not quite metal it's got some southern rock to it yeah. uh i actually feel like i get to sing more um with the rebels i have a very like it's like barky gruff yeah. voice uh with the accuser we're half step down tuning and there's some more melodic stuff happening sometimes so i get to sing a little more
1: i was i was going to say it earlier um and i forgot to but um Y'all sound like Clutch, but if they were like a, a heavy metal band... Yeah, so... like Are clutch they one is, of your influences? Oh,
2: yeah. I think all of us love Clutch. I don't clutch I know is if we've badass. ever set... We never set out to just, you know, sound like Clutch, but... You know, you can't deny they're very energetic and awesome songwriters, and
1: a bunch of lumberjacks who just make great fucking yeah. music. Like so
2: we played at Suck Bang Blow in Myrtle Beach a couple months ago, and we reached back out to them because Clutch is coming, and we were like, "That would be perfect for us." And and Suck Bang Blow was like, uh, "We don't think y'all are quite the type of band we're looking for here." And we're like, "Yeah, but we like we would match perfectly with Clutch." I don't know why they didn't like us. It's probably because literally nobody was there, but we had never played in Myrtle Beach before, so it's not like we have fans there yet.
1: Like, um, man, that'd be so cool To fucking play Like open up for Clutch like, Yes I remember the first time I heard Clutch was It was Oh, it was Viva La Bam And he was They were the opening Like they did the opening song awesome And then I've just been In love with them ever since I can't
0: remember any of their music But I liked them when I was a kid Because my dad had the CD I don't I don't know which uh, Fucking album it was It was the one with like The little goat dude On a mountain Yeah I can't think That's of That's the one we it, used to but, listen to All the time But I liked them when I was a kid uh, Favorite clutch song for me is
2: worm drink i like that song a lot check that one out
0: i I can't remember any yeah i
1: can't recommend clutch enough um uh, so i guess to end on do you have any bands like either locally or just in general that you'd like to recommend or any songs
2: dude the greenville music scene is on fire it doesn't matter the genre literally there's something in the water around here i've i'm friends with a lot of people from a lot of different genres uh it is amazing what's coming out of Greenville right now, so pay attention to the local scene, for one. As far as what I'm listening to right now, I'm super into Zeal and Ardor. That band is magnificent. I've always loved Mastodon. I'm into them. About to see those two bands together. Um, All right. Uh, in Atlanta, at a new venue, I think it's called The Eastern, maybe, uh, and it's a block away from where my best friend lives, so I'm going to stay there, and we're going to walk to the show.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Oh, you can get as um, fucked up as you want. It's at yeah. There's no yeah. rules. <laughs> yeah,
2: no rules just right. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, I've got a lot of favorite bands. I don't even know who to talk about right now, but, uh, just pay attention to the local scene. So you got to start man. somewhere. Like if you don't help us get big, there won't be any new music. It'll be all the old, you well, know.
1: That's what this whole podcast is about is just yeah, promoting local yeah. Greenville stuff, well, like South Carolina and North Carolina, I guess in general, but like specifically Greenville. Cause that's where we all live right yeah. now. I want to literally sit here and name.
2: All of my favorites are all my friends that are in local bands, but mm-hmm. I, I will miss people, and I'm not even going to start. So just know that it is an amazing scene, and you should really check it is. out and anything it's, that's it's around. Always it's always
1: growing. It's always on the come is, up. Is there a Facebook group yet for all the the local musicians and stuff?
2: I, th- I feel like at some point there was a website that listed them all, and I know Wes um, Gilliam at the Radio Room has some um, like playlists he's put together on Spotify um, with just local fire everybody that's putting out stuff and then you know we got the upstate music awards now bands are getting recognized for what they do and the work that they're putting into it so it's nice to have people paying attention
1: that's awesome i love it that's going on that's been happening um i guess i should shout out randomonium who's a local band they really only do covers but love heidi oh yeah that's exactly what i want to talk about was heidi when me and phillips first started vital wave we went and saw randomonium and we were just talking to her and, like, shooting the shit. And she was giving us all this great advice and, like, things we should be doing um, starting out and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're like,
2: killing it. They they have, like, this ability to, to morph and change their band name and be whatever they need to be. They have, like,
1: three or four yeah. different bands. Like
2: uh, That's cool to me. I've talked to Heidi a little bit about if I ever show up at one of their shows, I would love to sing with her. Uh, it would be
1: awesome. Yeah, She's come to see us play before. They're probably um, the biggest band in Greenville right now. Yeah. That isn't touring, at least.
2: Like yeah. I mean, there's there's so many really good ones, and uh, but they I'd say they're the busiest for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah.
1: They're they because my mom tried to book them for a house party um, one time, and she was like, "Look, we're booked through like halfway through 2022 right now. Yeah. Like, it's that's that's crazy."
0: Shout out Quality Time. They're one of my favorites. Probably yeah, one of
1: my favorite one of my favorite local bands. They just released a music video. Go check it out. As always, shout out Vital Wave, hometown Carolina Bleeds. Carolina Bleeds. <laughs> please, please, somebody listen to this podcast. Yeah, Um, please. (laughs) This was
2: this was cool. I was actually concerned that I wouldn't know how to talk for an hour, but
0: yeah, dude. Well, us uh, shit, us too, dude. This is—I mean—you're our first guest, really.
1: Our first scheduled out. Phillips and Andy. Yeah, just happened to be here on the day, pretty much. Yeah. Um, At least we had prep this time. This is the first time we've had prep going into one of these. Awesome.
0: Um, But I mean, you know, eventually one day if we have enough mics and a little bit of a bigger space. If the other guys want to come on, you are more than welcome. We'd yeah. love to do like a full band thing. We
2: don't occupy a lot awesome. of space. We can all stack on top of each other if we have to. True, we'll, just turn true the Mac,
1: we'll just turn the, the mic on the, on the MacBook. We can all just talk into that. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll I think see.
0: that'd be really cool. So yeah, I want to come we'll, through. We'd be down. I'm glad to say You guys are always Thank welcome. Y'all. It's been a lot oh, yeah. of fun. Thank you so much for coming yeah, out. Definitely. Yeah, appreciate Thanks you for coming. having me.
1: Uh, Mason, you got any uh, songs to suggest to our audience? I was listening to a lot of Can't Swim this morning. That's a good band. Name one song fuck <laughs> you got me but no that like i just put them on shuffle on spotify um they like all the usual stuff i always recommend stand atlantic uh do you no have one all-time years. favorite band all-time or... favorite band probably has to be a day member just because i got the the a day to remember homesick tattoo right. like
0: once it's on there it's on there yep i have uh, um, two bands tied for first one's blink 182 and the other one it's Hawthorne Heights, and I also have a tattoo. Who would have thought Hawthorne Heights would be making an appearance this
1: episode?
2: <laughs> my all-time favorite is the Mars Volta. I do have, it's not exactly like they had a live album that had Arachne, which is the spider goddess, yeah. as their logo on that, and it doesn't look like that, but that's why I have it. Uh, cool. They're my all-time favorite.
0: Um, well, I have a couple songs to recommend. Uh, Ponytail Parades by Emery and Backseat Driver by Black River. Hey! Check it out.
1: Oh yeah, but for like for real though, like everyone check out this new album. It's dope. Um, it's we yeah. can cut this out if not, but if we have permission, we'll probably put like a snippet of one of the songs. You have or all something. the permission. Place wherever you want to place. If we can figure out how to do it, then we'll do it. I can do it. I can do it. Cool. Like yeah, this this new album is fucking killer. Great. Thank yeah. you so much. I started much. listening to it so I could like talk about the album when you came on then I just found myself. I just kept coming back to it. Like, if it's you awesome. find
2: yourself yeah. wanting to know what the hell it is I'm saying, I do have all the lyrics I can send over, email, Like I
1: literally have them all I'll, together. I'll, I'll, I'll end up buying the vinyl. You said you're yeah. putting the vinyl up for sale? Yeah. It's, one, it's yeah. not.
2: Uh, we have, as soon as Granger's done with the album art, which he's very close to being finished, it'll be a matter of you know, printing and all that stuff. Who knows? It might be next year before the vinyl and the CD come out, but if you want them in the meantime... Uh, I'm happy to send my lyrics to anybody that's interested. I've done it. I'll do it.
1: Well, yeah. Go uh, ahead and send it to Coley then, so I can have it. But I will definitely, I will definitely. Yeah, I'd, I'd the like vinyl. to see them too. Uh, I, I'm thinking about sticking some vinyls on the wall, and that'd be. I a, that'd CD, be a great first so one. I'll,
0: I'll definitely get the CD. Uh, is the is the artwork for the CD and vinyl going to be a little different? Uh, the so the Spotify? cover
2: art is the same. Uh, okay. So we already had our buddy Granger working on something, and um, then his father passed away. It was Mike Granger. It was Elberon Amplifiers. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. They they make really killer Mike Granger, pedals. that name does sound familiar. Yeah. Um, so, COVID, you know, that bullshit. Um, so, him dealing with that he drew this amazing thing and it's, it's the, the album cover and we we hit him up and was like I know you already worked on this other thing for a couple months but dude that is there's so much feeling in it we love it would you be cool with us using it and he was like oh definitely you know and, it, and I know the piece meant a lot to him so um, it's probably cool for him to see it being used for something like
1: this yeah man that's awesome well yeah so thank you so much again yeah um, we appreciate it I'll be definitely going downtown after this to go get some brewskis. I don't know what y'all, what everyone else is going into. Have a bed. Probably cut all this out actually, but no. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you all so oh, much for awesome. Oh yeah, fuck red hot chili peppers. I Falkyra agree. Halt, chili peppers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> except
2: for John Fruccio. actually, you know what? The band's awesome. It's Anthony Kiedis that can <laughs> go the fuck <laughs> away from you. <laughs> <it. laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck I fully, the band's awesome But Fuck Flee uh, for Anthony writing Such intricate bass lines And then yeah. Fuck you for loving them So much that I have to cover it. <laughs> Oh you
2: gotta learn These things huh <laughs> Yeah Ah see what's happening here
1: I liked them until I had to play Hey
2: Frusciante's back though That's cool Oh yeah
1: Oh I forgot <laughs> I forgot to tell you Phillips uh, So May 6th is when Their new album comes out That's my birthday So uh, And then May 2nd baby Now yeah, it's be my May. 25th birthday So it was, it's not gonna be A great one <laughs> Getting old And I stand by that And I'll, I'll say it every week uh, This next album That comes out Will either be the best album They do Or the worst album they do came back I'm leaning towards thing. the worst Alright Are we gonna end this thing? Yeah Alright yeah. all right. All right. So everyone have a good night you stay buddy. I think that's our catchphrase now Fucking peace Check out local bands Love you Like, like
2: In Not like a no, folks in the winter.